0: You are listening to the Alouette's Flight Deck, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network.
1: All right, folks, we've been cleared for takeoff. I'm going to be iconic. Yeah! Welcome to Al's Flight Deck, a podcast dedicated to Montreal Alouettes football. I am Tim Capper. You can find me on Twitter at Repact. That's R-E-P-P-A-C-T. And I'm Cliffy D. You
0: can also find me on Twitter
1: at Cliffy D.
0: And this episode of the Alouettes Flight Deck podcast is presented by our good friends over at Sport Buff. We're right now at checkout using the promo code Deck 10 You will save 10% off your entire order. Head on over to www.sportbuffshop.com. Check out all the amazing CFL merchandise that's on the website and be sure to support local.
1: Have you missed an episode of the Alouettes Flight Deck at any time during our uh, seven plus seasons? Well, you can head over to our, our archive over at alouettesflightdeck.ca. Uh, you can f- follow us on Twitter at Alouettes FL Deck. Facebook, look, up, look us up at uh, Alouettes Flight Deck Pod. Instagram, where we're having having a couple of uh, Flight Deck live episodes over the over the past little uh, a week and a half or something like that. Uh, look us up at Aluwitz Flight Deck YouTube, where all of these lives are being housed after the fact. You can check those out along with our uh, all of our uh, past couple seasons of the. Uh, of the uh, podcast uh, in YouTube form uh, at uh, youtube.com slash Alouette's Flight Deck. And also, if you want to get the brand new If You Know You Know uh, Cartoon Bird 56 shirt, which we showed just recently on our social medias, you can head over to our store at teespring.com slash stores slash Flight Deck. And I know we've already given out one code this week, Cliff. Got to give out another one, too. You, if uh, through the 11th of June, if you use the code uh, Kickoff23, you will save 15 percent off on everything in our store. So again, teespringcom slash stores slash deck and get the uh, and rep uh, rep the Alwets uh, Flight Deck merch.
0: Absolutely. Oh, boy! we're just going crazy with promo codes and offers and what have you. So, I mean, we're even giving away tickets to the next home game. I mean, we're just in a giving mood today, aren't we?
1: <laughs> we are. We are. And um, it hasn't been confirmed because we're still waiting for the response. But uh, at least we can mention uh, that the winner was Kevin O'Neill. He did win a pair of tickets uh, of the uh, Sport Buff flight crew seats for the home opener this Saturday between the Alouettes and the Red Blacks. Uh, again, uh, if you happen to be listening, uh, Kevin, please uh, either DM us on Twitter or respond and ch- or check your spam folder uh, in your uh, in your email and give us the contact so we can forward you those tickets. Mm-hmm. So, so, speaking of dude, uh, we we're, we are pumped, pumped. Obviously, about the home opener. I know I wasn't able to make it to the last to, to the preseason game this past weekend because I was feeling a little bit under the weather. But I watched it on on RDS, like I guess like everybody else in Canada had to because it wasn't on uh, wasn't available anywhere else in Canada. Um, but I am I'm looking forward to this dude. But we still got to talk about what led up to the roster that we currently have. Uh, we did mention it uh, a little bit in our uh, uh, Flight Deck Live episode three, which is currently available. Uh, but we want to go into, a, uh, if we can, maybe a little bit more in depth, and then we'll, we'll be talking about uh, everything I saw today at practice, um, which, you know, the team has been practicing all week at uh, Personal Molson. That was fun, dude. Um, and, you know, let's, and then we'll get into the actual matchup itself versus the Ottawa Red Blacks, So. um what when it, when it comes to to the roster itself and i know we talked a little about this briefly on on our live this week um what were the i think i guess we'll say what is the things that stood out to you the most when it came to cuts and keeps
0: uh well i mean this this past friday's game uh, against hamilton was essentially a dry run for the starters uh as far as the, the players that we felt should be a member of this team. Uh, the ones that stood out did end up making the team, which is fantastic. Uh, I, I often say that it, you, you see this all the time, where you can have an outstanding training camp, uh, you can play fantastic in the preseason games, and sometimes that's still just not enough for you for you to make this team. And that's the important part of football: is you can do all that, and sometimes it's just yeah you just don't make it. Unfortunately, the numbers game just gets to you. And yeah, unfortunately you're on the outside looking in if you're a prospective player for this team. Uh, as far as the, the final roster goes, uh, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised with how everything looks. Uh, a lot of the players that we expected to make this team did in fact make this team, whether it was on the active roster or as part of the practice roster, uh, no major surprises as far as I was concerned. Uh, I guess the only thing that we kind of felt unfortunate about was uh, Mike Glass really didn't get a whole lot of playing time in the uh, the two preseason games, mm-hmm. kind of mop-up duty, if you will, uh, and he ended up being released, and now the question is, okay, the, clearly the Alouettes are going with Cody Fajardo, Davis Alexander, and Caleb Evans as their quarterbacks, and are all three going to be dressing? Is someone going on the practice roster? Highly unlikely, but uh, I mean, it's it, like this is now who the quarterback room for the for the alouettes and I, I even thought maybe they're gonna add someone like once all the other cuts were announced like is there perhaps maybe a player that they were hoping was going to be released uh, quarterback wise and be added to the roster i I don't know I, I, I'm guessing not because obviously no transactions have happened as a result of that uh, yeah it's as it sits right now like I, I feel this team, is very competitive. I, I think that the players that have made the cut are players are going to help this team win football games. And let's not overlook the fact, Tim, that the Yellowwits went two and zero in the preseason. Mm-hmm. That hasn't happened since two thousand nine. Yeah, I know. And I think we know what happened the last time the Yellowwits went two and zero in the preseason in two, We we know what happened in two thousand nine.
1: Yes, we do. Yeah, and, and what's funny is that the last three times. The Owls have gone undefeated in the uh, in the preseason. They've gone to the Grey Cup. Uh, D-
0: didn't necessarily win, but I think nope. only two out, two out of the three times they won, though. So I mean, that's I mean, Owls fans, like, that's that's very encouraging.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it may be only preseason, but still, I mean. To, <laughs> It, it's uh, i i that was you mentioned it i love looking it up because that that that's the type of t- type of stuff that really can give us hope so i mean it's uh you know so 2023090602 in 1996 was five times that they've gone undefeated in the regular season excuse me the preseason since they returned in
0: 1996 so so i mean i mean again I- Take for that what you will. I mean, Saskatchewan two this season uh, went two and zero in the preseason, and actually last time, well, last time they d- did that, they too went two and won the Grey Cup. So
1: interesting.
0: I, I mean, could that be the a, a look into the future? Uh, Saskatchewan versus Montreal for the Grey Cup? That would be one heck of a storyline, folks. Let me tell you.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No kidding. Um, yeah it's again a lot of the stuff we did talk about briefly in in the uh, uh the face uh, the flight deck live that we did uh, this past week. Um, I, I thought, thought what was interesting is how this team has put together this roster considering uh, the players that we know that are going to be listed, you know who are either a currently on the uh on the sixth game. Or that we know of that will not be starting come come week one, they'll be most likely either one game or whatnot. We'll, we'll find out once the actual uh, death chart comes out because we it hasn't been, you know, it hasn't come out yet since you know, since we are current when we are currently taping. But I I was I was presently surprised, you know, names that, you know, with what we lost last what we lost from last year, it's a whole bunch of new names, and you know what's funny, Cliff. I'm not, I, I you know uh, you know they asked you know William Stanback this already and I saw you know we're ranked ninth in the power rankings, <sighs> so what? I'm I'm not concerned. It's funny, I'm not concerned at all just by looking at how well that these guys did and how well they've gotten acclimated to the game or to the to the Alouettes, uh, you know, different offensive scheme from Coach Moss. I'm really impressed for, for these guys that we currently have on this roster, you know, considering the amount of rookies that we have.
0: And again, something else that we've talked about with the players throughout training camp and even into the preseason is they're sleeping on us. They keep sleeping on us. Everybody's sleeping on us. And I love it. I, I am here for it. Quite frankly, I, I hope everybody does keep sleeping on this Montreal Alouettes team because we've seen the work that they've put in. We've seen everything in both preseason games, I mean, this team looks very cohesive. This team, supposedly, and I, I I tend to believe them when they say it is is a very tight knit group. Like this, this is a team that I believe is built to compete. I'm not going to say they're going to go 18 and 0. I do believe they will not go 0 and 18, but I think this is a team that will definitely be very very competitive in the East. And let's face it, folks, the East is going to be very competitive this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, ha- Hamilton has made wholesale changes. Ottawa has really bulk things up like they've you know they 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 got something to prove after the past couple of years. Uh Toronto the defending Grey Cup champions uh, they they want to prove that they weren't a fluke even though historically the year after they win the Grey Cup they didn't uh, kind of dovetail. They're going to want to prove that hey no we we belong we, we this wasn't a fluke. So I mean the the East this year I think is going to be extremely competitive. I don't oh, know yeah. if they're going to be dominant but I definitely think all four teams are going to be in a dogfight throughout the entire season and who knows where, where things are going to end up. But uh, I, I look at this Alouettes team and I'm pleasantly surprised at how well it's come together and how quickly it's come together. And just the overall vibe from the team is this is a team that believes in itself and is just laughing at the idea that everybody's counted them out because of all the off season nonsense, because of, the moves that were made, the, the personnel decisions that were made, everybody's laughing and let them laugh. As far as I'm concerned, let them sleep on the LOS because I truly believe, and and, uh, you know, I I don't want to cast any aspersions, but I I definitely think as this team, as it sits is going to be extremely competitive this season.
1: Oh, I agree. I agree. I mean, it's even with the change of quarterback and it's, I am very I'm so interested to see what happens. So, you know, having Cody Fajardo as our starting quarterback uh it's, you know, younger quarterback than what uh, what to, uh, Trevor ended, and Trevor was when you we know when he when he left. Um, you know, just the change in itself. I mean, it's we got we got some great guys who we you know, who we can call our our quarterback. So, it's dude uh I, I it's, it's going to be funny
0: and I said this after the the second preseason game, Davis Alexander is going to be a star in this league. It, it's just a matter of when. Like The the way he has put himself together, we we saw it in training camp last year. We saw it in training camp this year. The, the marked improvement in everything with him and just the way he he handles himself on game day, he's prepared, he's focused, and he makes plays happen. It's as simple as that. Like I, I truly think if... You know, we want Cody Fajardo to succeed. We want him to do well. And as far as we're concerned, he definitely is the starting quarterback with without question. Mm-hmm. But if something were to happen to Fajardo, we know that Alexander can come in and this team is going to be just fine. This team is going to operate, you know, as per usual with Davis behind the helm. And I'm telling you, this kid has it. He has what it takes to be a superstar in this league. It really is just going to be a matter of when the opportunity is going to come for him and whether it's going to have to come due to injury or if he's just going to have to say the hell with it and just play like his hair is on fire and just take that opportunity and not let go. And sometimes that's all it takes in this league is you just need that one opportunity to go in and do what it is that you know makes you the superstar that you are. Mm-hmm. And I truly, I truly believe that Davis Alexander will be that if it's not this year, then next year for sure. But he is definitely someone that, if you, if you can buy future stock in a CFL player, definitely go all in on Davis Alexander.
1: Uh, going back to the rosters real quickly, when we look at the uh, the active roster and the practice roster, you know, I mentioned in the live itself that I was very surprised that the Alawitz kept another kicker and a punter. Uh, I don't think... I'm trying to remember the last time that that, that the Aloe did that. I have to go back and do a little bit of research. But to you, Cliff, if you were to, in your opinion, you know, other than what you mentioned in in the Facebook Live, uh, excuse me, that's the third time I've done that in the <laughs> in the flight deck live. Um, if you could switch any players, what who, would you do so? And if so, who between practice roster and the active roster?
0: Gosh, that's it's so tough because the, the players that are on the active roster haven't gotten to see actual game action. Well, I mean, they've seen like preseason action, but like until we see them in an actual game where everything counts, like that, it's a very tough question to answer because the you have to believe the guys that are on the active roster belong on this active roster. If, if not, they would have been on the practice roster. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot. There are a lot of guys that I really want to see in action. And uh, a great example, for for me, would be Israel Antoine. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensive tackle. I mean, like I said, this D-line with Yalouettes is looking so good. So very good. And he also, too, had a fantastic training camp and played outstanding football against Hamilton in the preseason. I want to see. I I believe he's going to be the real deal, and I'm excited to see him finally crack this lineup. And I don't know if he's going to be starting or if uh, they just rotate him in afterwards. But uh, this this is a guy I think is going to be very much an impact player for the defensive line and for Montreal. Uh, I mean that's a a big example right there. Uh, Courtney Davis, who is on the practice roster, uh, with with the situation right now with uh, Greg Ellingson and uh, Tyson Philpot, not uh, not likely not going to be playing against Ottawa. Uh, I don't know if you would pull him up right away, but uh, he's someone that had outstanding football in the preseason and definitely someone that I think can make plays happen. And uh, once again, it just comes down to the opportunity, like making sure, being ready when your number is called. Uh, We were both a little surprised to see Cole Speaker on the active roster, but perhaps we shouldn't because the team has been extremely high on him, but he, too, just kind of, I felt, kind of floated through camp. Like, yeah, he, he did good things, but he didn't really do any of the outstanding stuff that we've come to expect from him.
1: It was a different year, I will admit, uh, from the training. I mentioned this before. The two training camps are like night and day for Cole Speaker. 22, yeah. 22 versus
0: 23. Right. I mean, in, in 22, he was phenomenal and definitely made his case to be on the, on the practice roster and finally got to play, I believe it was the last uh, regular season game against Toronto mm-hmm. and looked phenomenal. Like definitely looked like he belonged, but I, I don't know if it's complacency or just simple matter of, well, we know what this guy can do. It's just a matter of, let's see who else can do the things that uh, Cole Speaker can do. And I, I just felt like for the most part, Cole, he did good, but Didn't do outstandingly. And we were looking for the outstanding players. We were looking for the guys that were going to step up and make an impact. Like, who's going to be the one that's going to replace Eugene Lewis? Like, which receiver is going to do that? And right now, it looks to be Austin Mack is going to be the quote-unquote replacement for for Eugene Lewis. And another solid choice. Like, someone who, (laughs) my gosh, watching this guy play football is so much fun. and. He's another guy I think that's going to make, become a household name for the Alouettes this year. So very excited to see what, what what he's going to do. And again, you're as I said, you're not going to replace a Eugene Lewis so easily, but this is a guy that's going to come in and make plays happen. And I I, I think definitely will get fans excited. Uh, and it all starts on Saturday. Like, let's, let's see what this guy can do. Let's see how he works with Cody Fajardo and – i truly expect him to become an impact player for this team this year
1: yeah i gave a little i gave us uh Shedler a little bit of ribbing today at practice uh because if if anybody doesn't know he actually st- he he took 87 as his number um so I, I told him we need to have him on the pod and try to you know find out you know what was the reasoning behind taking 87 and stuff like that so stay tuned for for that interview with uh because i know it's uh you know, talking to these young guys, we've had so many young guys and they've gone on become superstars with this with this team. So we're we're looking forward to it. But yeah, I, got, I had to I had to give him a little bit of a of a, of a, of a nudge nudge today.
0: I Did, I, I, had you had to g- give him the gears.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had to get yeah, just, just a little bit, of, just a little bit of ribbing. I had to do it, but it's
0: yeah. And, and you know what? You have to admire the fact that he was bold enough to to take that number because, you know, you're going to see a lot of 87 jerseys in the stadium this year.
1: <laughs> it's true. I own one. For yeah.
0: example, but obviously the name on the back is completely different. And if you're going to wear 87, man, that that's a, a that's a lot of billing to live up to. I mean, it's it's. I mean, yes, numbers. Unfortunately, with the exception of uh, Anthony Calvillo's 13 and Ben Cahoon's 86, are those are never going to be touched. Everybody else apparently is fair game. And I mean, that's that's just what it is. But I mean, like people remember these numbers. They remember who was wearing those numbers before them, and. thought is like well you better live up to that and there's no doubt in my mind I think Shedler Furvius is going to live up to the billing is he going to be the next Eugene Lewis I think that might be a little bit too much pressure to put on someone so young right now and give him a couple years and he may be in that category but I mean as it stands right now like if you're wearing number 87 I'm sure a lot of Alouette's fans are like well you better play like number 87 did and I I hope Shedler takes that as a challenge and a motivating factor in that, you know what? I can be that guy. You give me a chance and I will be that guy. And I I, I wish Shedler all the luck in the world with that because he's such a hard worker, definitely came to camp every day ready to go and definitely made plays happen as well. So, I mean, he's got all kinds of potential. And now that he's on the practice roster, it's just going to be a simple matter of stay ready. When your number gets called, be ready to go. And if you see 87 lining up for the Alouettes, obviously the expectations are going to be high. So if anyone can do it, though, I I think Shedler can do it. So I'm very excited to hopefully get a chance to see him in action this year. It's just going to be a simple matter of can you live up to the hype? Mm -hmm. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. And I think he can. So best of luck to him. But, yeah, wearing a number 87 is definitely (laughs) – Definitely a little bold this year.
1: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! No, I know. Should, either way, hey, I'll be I'll be more than happy to have another Canadian superstar on this team. I'll be more than happy sure. to have another if you if he if you can get to that level. I'll be more than happy to have just, another one.
0: Just a number of members of the Canadian Air Force. Yeah. Uh, you got Herji Myella, yep. on Julian Grant, Tyson Phillipot, all national receivers, all playmakers, all guys that have the potential to be superstars in this league. If Shedler wants to join that group, I'm sure they will be more than happy to have him and. Again, if you're going to be lumped in with those guys, you're doing something right. So, once again, the opportunity is there. It's just a matter of making the most of it when your number is called. Yeah.
1: I happened to mention earlier that, you know, the uh, Alawitz announced this week that they were going to be practicing the entire week at, at Personal Molson, which I thought was very interesting. You know, I uh, was able to confirm today at practice that. Um, the team will be pre- still doing what they did last year. They will be practicing at least one day at Percival Molson a week, which is cool. You know, anybody who it, just find out the days that the team has been putting out the, you know, the, the practice schedule. And hey, if you can make the time, it's usually a 12, it seems to be either a 12 or a one o'clock start. It usually goes for about an hour and a half, um, you know, and, and you get, Hey, who, who could say to that you're able to get it walk into uh, to personal Molson stadium for free? And watch the Alouettes play, so to speak. I'll take it any day, right?
0: <laughs> I, I think if you have the opportunity to do so, if you're if you're anywhere downtown and you have the opportunity, by all means. I mean, what better way to spend your lunch hour than with the Montreal Alouettes, watching them get ready for their next game?
1: Mm-hmm, exactly.
0: That, to me, that, that that that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, I was also able to confirm today that uh, I was asking um, Eric Delory. It's like, why did you? Uh, why were you guys here? You'd be doing this full time. I mean, what, what was happening with the uh, the field that that you usually do over the Big O over near Stad Saputo? And he hadn't happened to mention that they had held. There was a, a a festival. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was a festival last week or or a week and a half ago. Whatever it was, and that part of these uh was used where they currently practice over there was used for the for the um festival. And he happened to mention to me, Cliff, that basically whatever they had done for that festival took a toll on that field. And I thought that I I could have sworn the field was turf uh, and that wasn't natural grass. But either way, it makes me wonder how, you know, he said they are going to be going back. Uh, It would be after the bye week because people remember after this game, they do have a bye week. (laughs) <laughs> um, yep. So we'll we'll see what happens. So it it'll be it'll be interesting to see uh, once we do get there to see what what kind of I guess we could say damage is going on at Percival Molson. Uh, I mean, sorry, over to over the field over the annex field over near Stad Saputo. So I, I don't know. Um, also, um, was able to meet up today. You know, after practice, it was interesting. Interesting to see. Um, you know, obviously, some of the players I met up with. You know. Uh, Uh, Chandler Worthy, you know he's he seems to be healthy from what we're seeing. He's going to be able to play this week. Um, Was able to to speak with um, Tyrell Richards, Um, but it was interesting to see during practice itself because I only got to see a little bit of the practice when I was there, Cliff. But did because we don't know what the actual the order to draft uh, the depth chart is going to be for our quarterbacks because I know you were talking about Davis Alexander before. From what I saw and obviously we'll find out more on I guess when it comes out on Thursday. I have a sneaking suspicion that Davis Alexander is probably going to be our number 3 to start. But that's just my just that's just from what I saw. It may not be the case just maybe how how they were running the drills. But obviously, you know, Cody was 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 was, was the one. He was QB1. Of course. So I, you know I don't know I you know because I I'm looking at some of the, some of the different depth charts you know I was looking at the bc's depth chart and you know day uh you know it's basically what it, what it was last year for the Alouettes <laughs> if I remember correctly or, or when when all those same three quarterbacks were together so um I guess we'll find out as I said I know you th- I I think he should be a two just from what we, what we saw on camp but I guess we'll find out, I guess, on Thursday.
0: And again, it, it I can understand because Caleb Evans def, definitely has more CFL experience than what Davis Alexander does. So obviously the thought process, if you're going strictly by seniority, then yeah, obviously Fajardo, Evans, and Alexander would be the one, two, three in the lineup. But from what we saw with, uh, with them, I even go back to, uh, to last year. Like it was Vernon Adams trevor harris and dominique davis as the one two three quarterbacks mm-hmm. and dominique davis was brought in for short yardage but i guess trevor was considered the backup and technically i guess it was Mick Davis qb3 but still getting in even though like technically it's the backup quarterback that would do the short yardage stuff so it's oh boy it's all <laughs> i guess it all depends which direction coach wants to go in so i mean uh, it sounds ca- crazy, but the only way we'll probably even truly know who the quote-unquote backup is or QB2 would be for QB1 to go down to injury, which we do not want. No. We do not want Cody Fajardo to get injured. We we, we want to see a situation where hopefully the Alouettes are up by double digits easily, and then maybe you bring in QB2 just as – like you know, to mop up, get some reps kind of thing. And at that point we'll see, okay, so that's who they consider to be the backup quarterback, if you will.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was also gonna uh, I wasn't told much, but again, it, it leads up to, uh, you know, the big, I guess we'll have a reveal coming up, uh, for these new Alouette third jerseys, which will be at the, uh, the July 1st game, which we worn there. um, But I was told that uh, expect some teasers to be dropped uh, next week Uh, because it sounds like within the next couple of days they're going to be actually shooting player photos and I guess any type of, of, you know, any type of advertising that they want to do for these new jerseys and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I've been told they're sweet. I really have, and I spoke with a couple of people today, and it's just like... I actually can't wait. I actually can't wait to see what, what these things look like. It's, it's going to be interesting what? to see the Alouettes in a different yeah, a different third jersey. So,
0: Well, did you expect them to tell you that they sucked? I mean, of course they're going <laughs> to well, tell you they're no, nice. Well, you
1: no, know, you know, come on. You've seen this before. I mean, players look get hyped. We've seen reactions when it comes to players, when it be college football uh We've seen it for the CFL, and we've seen it for NFL for reactions of new new jerseys or new helmets. Mm-hmm. You know, because we remember the the reaction of what it was for the for the Argos, uh, you know, uh, light blue helmets. We really didn't see the reaction video, so to speak, for the unless it was all at once for their new uniforms and the new helmets. But you know, this. I'm I'm hoping this this is something that will catch on with fans because obviously it's a good merchandise. You know, it's a it's a good it's a good way to buy new merch for for the team and uh, but just all that, all that means if, if if something if it's something that I like and they're going to be available maybe it's another jersey that I'm going to buy at the locker room sale. So,
0: <laughs> well, and the one thing I will say is, despite everything that's been going on this year with the Alouettes, lately they've been. Hitting, I won't say necessarily home. They've been hitting home runs, but I mean, they've been connecting. They they have missed very much.
1: No, I agree,
0: I agree. A lot, a lot of the points that they've tried to hit on, and as tra- as far as trying to get generate excitement and make moves happen, I mean, they're on the ball with these things. So I I don't expect this new uniform to miss. I don't expect anything. So right now, everything has been falling into place very nicely for the Alouettes both on and off the field so I feel confident that when this new uniform drops it's going to be a hit it it has to be I I I wouldn't expect otherwise quite frankly it's just the way that things have been going right now with this team there's a very good vibe in the locker room Mm -hmm. there's a very good vibe within the organization itself like there's a lot to be impressed with right now and They're hitting it, folks. That's the thing right now is this team, despite everybody sleeping on them, they're doing the things that they have to do in order to get people hyped, in order to generate that interest, to create the buzz, if you will. And I will I will commend them for being able to do so thus far. And at this point, though, it's keep it going. And it all starts on Saturday. That's really what it is, is come this Saturday. And they've pushed all their chips to the table for this home opener as far as I'm concerned, they're they're bringing out all kinds of big stuff. They're doing everything they can to make this an event that you cannot miss. And I w- I will give this team full props for that.
1: Yeah, and and speaking of it, another thing that dropped this weekend, uh, you know, we I don't think we knew when it was going to come out, but they dropped that the that the new Angry Beer Angry Bird Beer is going to become is going to be available at the home opener uh, this Saturday. And I will admit, uh, you know the uh, whether I liked the beer or not, I liked the can that they had last year. I love the can that they have this year even more. Bringing back the old Angry Bird head and p- plastering it on those beautiful, beautiful looking uh, uh, beer cans. It's it's instantly a, a need to buy and and have another uh, have another Alowitz, uh, uh yeah, item at home.
0: Another collectible, if yes. you will.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, yeah, the the only thing I, I I'm sorry, uh, being the beer snob that I am, I, I do have to take <laughs> a little bit of umbrage with how they promoted it. I'm sorry, it, it, it gives me agita to, to see this. If you if you see the tweet that was released by the Alouettes, they described it as a blonde beer. And on the can itself, it's written Pilsner. Now, f- for most beer people that know beer, know that there's a very distinct difference between a blonde ale and a Pilsner style beer. And I again maybe it was just, you know, the way they phrase it, I guess to them beer is beer, who cares? I mean just it, it uh, like I said, it's the beer snob in me just kinda you know had the little twitch. Like it's not a blonde. It's it, it's a pilsner. You could say it's a pilsner. I, I I don't know if there's negative commentations because we know how Saskatchewan Rough Riders, how they adore Pilsner brand beer, but uh you can say it's a Pilsner, and it's okay. Like people know what they what it is, or just promote the fact that it's the Angry Bird beer, however you want to phrase it. But uh, you know, just little things like that just kind of you know makes makes my skin itch just a little bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a reminder, but, but
0: all all that to say though is I am definitely looking forward to trying this beer, and I will definitely let you great listeners know how it is if it's great if it's you know like it's from the Archibald Brewery, which again they did the beer last year for the Alouettes and. I thought it was extremely well done, so I'm I'm excited to try this new beer, new-to-us beer, hopefully, and see how it is. And, yeah, another great little collectible item is definitely going to be those cans because they definitely look beautiful with that old-school logo on it. And, yeah, I mean, is it Saturday yet?
1: Can, Not can yet. We go have a, Not can yet. we go get a beer now? There, <laughs> hey, so hey, 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 you know what? How about this? Possibly stay tuned for uh, on our Instagram or uh, YouTube pages for a little live uh, taste test or something like that. But stay, you know, stay tuned. Watch our watch all our social our, all of our socials.
0: I guess it's not really an unboxing if we open a can of beer, but no, it's a taste it's, test.
1: I, it's a taste test. If we can grab uh, that, if we get there early enough, grab that. Grab one of those chili chili bowls. Hey, eh? beer and chili? Why not?
0: I I mean, listen, like that, that's, those are football staples right there. So
1: yes, sir. And And folks,
0: if if you're not tuned in or subscribed to our YouTube channel or our Instagram, by all means, this is the time to do it because yeah, when we go live, you will be notified of it. So if we get a chance to do this, we'll, we'll definitely, we'll, we'll send out the bat signal. We'll let you know that we're doing this and please make sure you tune in, make sure you tell a friend, make sure you get everybody interested and engaged On all of our social
1: media channels. Exactly. And by the way, as a reminder to everybody within the city of Montreal and everybody that is currently in earshot, there is going to be a flyover. It's early this year. It's not going to be, at least we don't think it's going to happen at Thanksgiving also. But it's going to be happening at the home opener. And the Owls have already promoted it quite a bit. But there will be a flyover. And as I was talking to a couple of people today, just... You know, uh, you know, talking to Tyrell Tal Richards, it's like I'm talking about. It and he says I'm already hyped up enough as it is. Just having, uh, he, just him being able to get that, uh, the you know the uh, reverb in his body as it crosses, you know, as the plane passes by. He says I don't want that to to burn me out right away. I said I go, I fully understand, but for fa- for you guys, the fans, if you've never experienced a flyby D- am i right Clifton? saying it is just pure hype you, it flies over and you're like you're 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 ready to go
0: yeah at that point you're ready to run through a brick wall and i, I want to believe too like once the players they're on the field like i, I can only imagine what that's got to sound like too i mean if it's anything like what it sounds like when you're in the stands uh, yeah you're yeah no doubt. I, I believe tyrell when he says he's already gonna be jacked up for the game but i mean this is just gonna, just gonna take it up that much more. You're just going to go up to yet another level, like one that you didn't think was possible. And once the, once kickoff goes, oh man, mm-hmm. like it, it's it's going to be hype, big time.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, and and everything else, you know that. And Cliff, you're. I know you're going to be on the on the field at halftime for OLP. And uh, let's hope we can sell this place out. I know they're not sold out yet, but let's hope that they, they can. If you haven't bought your tickets yet, by the way, just come. Where else can you get, see OLP for for twenty seven bucks?
0: Starting at twenty seven. Starting bucks. at twenty seven yeah. bucks. Yeah, people, it's our Lady Peace. What the? What more? What, I was gonna say, what more do you want? But I mean, you've got a flyover. You've got Our Lady Peace. You've got the Alouettes. It's a Saturday night football. I, I, I again, the. You'd think this would sell itself. You'd think it would be, <laughs> have already been sold out by now. But I'm, I'm telling you, folks, this is going to be. A banger, this is going to be an event, and I, I cannot stress enough how Pierre Carlo Pellido has gone out of his way to help make this team relevant again and help build that hype, build that excitement for Alouette's football to return. I, I mean, the minute you announce a, an act like Our Lady Peace, I mean, to me, that, that's that's showing how serious you are about wanting to get this stadium filled. And then you throw in a flyover, you throw in a great game of football, you throw in all these things at concession stands that are going to be available now for fans. I mean, there's like, this truly is becoming an event. And if it's going to continue throughout the rest of the year, folks be excited. I mean, I'm telling you right now, like the personal most stadium is going to be the place to be in 2023. And if the Alouettes string together, win after win, after win, and just keep building on that excitement, building on that, momentum of just like taking everybody by surprise. Cause clearly everybody expects the Alouettes to be god awful this year for reasons I can't even begin to comprehend, but let them know. Like, that's the thing. This is, we're going to let everybody know like, this is going to be the place to be. The Alouettes are going to be a a fun team to watch and it's, it's going to be like nothing else. So the fact that there's still tickets available for Saturday's game kind of blows my mind just a little bit. So maybe, if if you're on the fence, first of all, why? But second of all, get off. Go get your tickets. Again, starting starting at $27. And you, oh yeah, R Lady Peace concert at halftime. Hello. I, I can tell you right now, I don't think I've ever paid $27 to go see Our Lady Peace.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean just as a, a prime example. And then you throw a football game on top of that as well. I mean, that's talk about bang for your buck. I mean yeah. I, I don't know what else I could say or do at this point. I, and the fact that we, we were even able to give away tickets to a lucky listener of ours to be able to do so, I mean, I, I'm so happy we were able to do that. And seriously, folks, if you weren't chosen, well there's no more excuse. If that's all you were waiting for was to see if you won the contest, then OK, if you didn't win, I'm sorry. But now now's your opportunity. Go buy the tickets. you got to be in the stadium mm-hmm. this coming Saturday.
1: That's all there is to it. Yeah. Um, so the, the Alouettes, according to uh, the, the game itself, as I said, is going to be on Saturday, uh, 7 p.m. Um, uh, it will be the Alouettes, this one, Cliff, it'll be the first time the Alouettes have opened at home on a Saturday for the first time since 2004. Wow. So, it's it's been a long time, and so, you know, and Saturday games, you know, Sunday Sunday became our our day really, for home games, they really did. But to open up, I mean, a Saturday, early summer, uh, the, the Owls are currently, uh, you know, in this game versus the Ottawa Red Blacks. The Owls are currently favored by two and a half points, by according to DraftKings, with an over under of forty four point five. Excuse me, forty four point five points.
0: Hmm. Um. We know that Jeremiah Mazzoli will not be playing a quarterback for the Red Blacks. Correct. At least for the next, for the first couple of games for them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be Nick Arbuckle, who we did see in limited action during the preseason. And you know, this this LOS defense did a very solid job keeping him contained. And I, I'm not again, we're, we're also talking about totally different teams now because preseason and regular season are two totally different animals, but. I mean, we got to see what Nick Arbuckle can do, and given the opportunity, yeah, he can definitely cause a lot of problems. But this L S defense did a very admirable job keeping him in check for the most part in the preseason. So, if the L S can channel that that same energy and do the same thing again on uh, against Arbuckle on Saturday, I mean, that's just just that's just going to bode well as far as I'm concerned.
1: Exactly, um, but look according to the, to the injury report itself for practice, it looks like you know with Greg Allenson has not practiced all week. He hasn't played in any of the preseason games. Tyson Philpot uh, as being said with a hip uh, injury. He also sat out Wednesday. It is most likely, as we talked about early earlier in the show, that both Greg Ellingson and Tyson Philpott will be placed at least on the on the one game once the uh, once the game rosters come out, once the depth charts comes out. Uh, not sure when it comes to Patrick Davis or Brian uh, uh, Brock Gowenlock; uh, those they did not practice today either. Um, but as we talked about before, even with Tyson and Greg out, it seems that we have some pretty you know pre- pretty good guys who are going to back these guys up. You know what's left of the Canadian Air Force. We'll see who's who's actually activated. If there's anybody activated from the uh, practice roster to come under the active roster for these two players, um, it's going to be. You know what? I'm looking forward to seeing what these guys can do. I really, really am. And and what a way to start their 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 careers in Alouette is to do it at home uh, in front of your fans for for your season opener.
0: Uh, I do also want to mention Jake Hardy uh, did make the active roster, and he is a national receiver, so I'm mm-hmm. not quite ready to put him in the Canadian Air Force just yet, but you know what? Once again, you talk about those prime opportunities. The fact that Phil Potts is not going to be playing, well, you need a national receiver. Jake Hardy is your guy. And again, this is someone else that was relatively quiet during training camp, and we know he's got talent. We, we, he's been in the league so, for several years now, and he could be one of those players, too, that just needs that opportunity, that chance to get into the the incident lineup and do what he does best. So I'm curious to see how he does things. But uh, again, I take a look at Austin Mack, Kishan Abram, those two guys that I fully expect, along with Cole Speaker, to step up and become that guy that helps you. Uh, again, I, I will not say replace Eugene Lewis. You, will, you cannot replace Eugene Lewis. I said it before and I will say it again. You cannot replace this guy so easily. But that spot is now available now. And of those three guys, who is willing to step up and make Alouette's fans say, holy cow, so-and-so just made a great play. Who is going to be that guy that's going to make that awesome play that's going to help you, uh, again, not get over the loss of uh, uh, Eugene Lewis. But who's going to be that superstar and say, okay, he's on our team. I'm glad he's on our team because this guy makes plays happen. So. Mm there is a prime opportunity for those three gentlemen to be that guy, like be the guy that ends up on the highlight reel. And you're saying, Holy cow, Fajardo found this guy open. He just scored a beautiful touchdown. And then he did it again and again. And so on. Like that's, that's what Elwes fans are looking for. They're they're looking for the next superstar of this team. And is it going to be one of those three guys? Is it going to be one of the guys on the practice roster. Now we're going to start finding out who is going to step up and be the guy for the Alouettes this year.
1: It's true. Um, I'm trying to look at some, some of these other matchups here, Cliff. Uh, I, again, we don't have the depth charts in front of us. Um, I'm trying to think what, what else the fans can look forward to, you know, besides all of the you know, tailgating and you know, Our Lady Peace and, and uh, expanded offerings in the stadium, et cetera, et cetera, because you know, we got to talk about the game itself. Um, oh,
0: well, what more do you want, Tim? A f- <laughs> zoo? Well, yeah. I mean, listen. We just finished, I just finished hyping this, and again, if you're if you're not a football fan, there's stuff for you to enjoy. But if you are a football fan, we just went through this team and what, what what's going on. I mean, at this point, if you're not excited for this game, I mean, l- listen to the sound of my voice. I'm I'm on pins and needles right now. <laughs> like three months ago, I, it was doom and gloom here in Montreal. This 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 franchise in, is in tatters and. You know, bringing all these guys. And what, are these guys even going to be worth it? Blah blah blah. You know, what, sir, blah, 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 blah. You know, this 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 cloud, this dark cloud was hanging overhead. And it's broken through. And this team has produced and hit home runs. I mean, I at this point, if, if you're looking for more stuff to be excited about, folks, I I don't know what to tell you at this point. I mean, this is, listen, on and off the field this this team is doing everything to get you hyped for this game. All you have to do is show up, buy a ticket and show up. That's it. And if you truly can't, then at least tune in on TV, TSN, RDS. Uh is it I think it's even going to be on CBS Sports Network if I'm not mistaken. Uh,
1: CBS Sports Network. Yep, yep.
0: There you go. So to our American listeners, you know, you, you want to see, you know, if you've got friends and family on the team, that's how you're going to watch it. That's how you're going to tune in and check it out. So at at this point, Tim, I don't think that we can do anything more to hype this game. I mean, unless Jesus Christ is going to come down (laughs) and join our lady Peace at halftime and help, you know, heal, heal the sick. I don't know what more you can do to hype this.
1: Well, no, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's true. It's true. And, uh, if you can't listen to it, listen to it on Sirius. The game will be on serious. You know, the CFL has also joined up a Sirius again. So that should be fun. I love listening to I love listening to, to CFL games on Sirius. Just just action itself. But um Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, you know what? I it's probably just go ahead and, and leave the way that it is, dude, because it's um can't hype it anymore. If there's any more information that does happen to come out, by the way, make sure uh, actually actually CFL Plus, for any international, except for the U.S. CFL Plus, you can also watch the game live. Don't want to forget CFL Plus. So streaming that's- online, you'll be able to watch the games all weekend.
0: That's true. Do we still have our Russian listener?
1: I Is- don't know. I have to check. I know we have. I know we have a, a few fans uh, in Europe and stuff like that. So it's
0: okay. Uh, okay. So, by that's me, good, so, so it's
1: so- currently available. Just head over to <laughs> to uh, CFL.ca/slash plus. So um,
0: there you go. So so. All this to say is there's no excuse, folks. However you, you you participate in this game, you gotta participate. Simple as that. I mean if you can get yourself to Percival Molson and, and take in all the festivities, take in all the action, you owe it to yourself to do so. Or at least check it out on T V or on streaming or any number of ways that you can take this game in, but you simply have to do it. Like Saturday your plans are set, as far as I'm concerned. Like there is nothing else more pressing than this right now for you on Saturday night. <laughs>
1: exactly. Uh, if you're coming to the game, make sure you reach out to us. Uh, you can uh, find us on on Twitter to let us know that you're coming, or you can email us. Uh, you can email me at tim.capper at uh, alawedsflightdeck.ca or email Cliff at cliffed.pine at deck.ca I will be there, Cliff, and I. You need to, you and I talk about when we're going to meet and how we're going to do what we're going to do. But we're going to have fun, bud. I can't wait for the ho- I can't wait for the home opener. Is it June? Yes, uh, June yet? Yes, yes, it is.
0: Absolutely. And again, folks, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're tuning in. However you do, whether it's via YouTube live stream through Instagram, whatever, however it is that you take in the Elowitz Flight Deck, make sure you're on board. Make sure you're ready because again, we want to provide all the content for you folks. We want to make sure you're dialed in and engaged with us as well. We we want to hear your feedback. We want to hear how we can make this show better. Or if we're doing a great job, by all means, tell a friend, tell a friend. That's what it's all about. Uh, let us know in the comments what's going on, what we can improve upon, or what we're doing well and what we should be you know, promoting even more. I mean, by all means, folks, engage with us. We want to hear it all and let us know what we're doing, how we're doing, and just Keep supporting us. Uh, we, we appreciate each and every one of you that tunes in, that downloads this podcast, that checks out our live streams or go, goes over to the YouTube page and takes in the content that way. Folks, we're here for you and we, w- we want to keep this going. And finally, Tim, finally, we're going to be able to say as of Saturday that CFL football is 100 percent back we are here for it.
1: That's right. Um, also, we have to give a quick plug. We, we obviously appreciate you for listening to episode 199 of the Out of Flight Deck podcast. We have something in the works for show number 200 next week. So stay tuned. Watch socials. We'll make, you, we'll make sure that you know exactly what's coming up for the big two-zero-zero. Zero. So Cliff... Appreciate you, dude, for all 199 shows so far and 199 more, uh, and I will see you in stadium next uh, this Saturday, and I hope to see you guys too. But if not, we'll see you here next week. So, for everybody, mm-hmm. so for everybody here at the Alouettes Flight Deck, for Cliffy D, I'm Tim Capper. We're on final approach. Tingo!